Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We are glad that you are here with us today. We have a a very special service uh, for you this morning. We are glad that you are here with us. We have a very special guest, Dr. Paul Richardson, is here this morning. He will be uh, sharing and leading in many aspects of our worship this morning. I'm going to invite Candy to come up, and she is going to uh, offer a few words and tell you a little more about him. We are very glad that you are here today. I'm sure you have read um, possibly in the newsletter or even on the insert in your bulletin, but I just wanted to mention a little bit about Paul Richardson, who is Professor Emeritus of Music in the School of the Arts at the Baptist-related University, Samford University in Birmingham. Dr. Richardson taught voice and church music. He was the recipient of the university's John H. Buchanan Award for Excellence in Classroom Teaching. Uh, One of the special reasons that we have him here today is that he was on the committee that was a part of compiling the Celebrating Grace hymnal, our new hymnal. He's also um, well-versed, and his favorite thing is to talk about is Baptist hymnody. So um, we are lucky to have him with us today, as well as his wife, Susan. She's sitting about little ways back in the center section, so I know you want to welcome them. So thank you for being here today.
I'm pleased to worship with you this morning as you dedicate a new hymnal and dedicate yourselves to using it well. I'll tell you a bit about this collection and together we will experience some of the ways that it can serve you. We will sing some hymns you know well, some familiar tunes with new words, and just a couple of tunes that may be new to you. Our singing will demonstrate how hymns can function as many of the parts of worship. We may not sing your favorite hymn today. Uh, we won't be singing mine. But of course, that's not the purpose of gathering for worship, much less of our singing. Our aim is to offer shared praise to God, to declare shared faith, to nurture shared understanding, to motivate our shared commitment, and to shape our shared witness in God's world. The goal sheet that came with your worship guide is sort of a family record. It recollects when we first met some of this morning's hymns. And some of the songs in your life, just like some of the people in your life, become valued only over time, even if they once seemed unfamiliar and unremarkable. Knowing that this hymnal is one of the ways you are celebrating your congregation's 200th birthday gave me the idea of linking past and present and future. And that's why we have several new texts sung to tunes from the era when this congregation was formed. If you'll look at the front of your worship guide, you'll first see a hymn that many of us can sing without a printed note or word. GAs led the whole congregation in voicing a song that would conquer evil and shatter the spear and sword. The quotation beneath that suggests one way we might understand tradition, and it shaped my thinking about today's worship. Then Shirley Murray's hymn reveals how faith and song are related. So I invite you to take your hymnal and let us call one another to worship with recent words to a tune that's almost as old as Boiling Springs Baptist Church. All who hunger gather gladly Oh. 
please join for him a praise standing as we sing. without end. We lift our hearts before you and wait upon your word, 
we honor and adore you, our great and mighty Lord. Then hear, O gracious Savior, accept the love we bring, that we who know your favor may serve you as our King. And whether our tomorrows be filled with good or ill, we'll triumph through our sorrows and rise to bless you still. To marvel at your beauty and glory in your ways, and make the joyful beauty our sacrifice of grace. You may be seated. I understand that at this point on many Sundays there's a lesson on the steps. Rather than asking some to come forward, we'd like you all to remain with the worshipers around you. After all, we are all God's children, and we are all created with some remarkable gifts. Be aware that we are what hymn writer Thomas Troger calls wind, breath, mud creatures. We are made of dust, stardust according to the astronomers. Now be aware of the breath coming and going from your body. It has its own rhythm. And the longer we are together, the more our rhythms match. We can use that breath in that rhythm to blow two little tiny folds of flesh in our necks, just like flutes. And if that weren't enough of a miracle, we can shape the music we make into words that carry ideas. So congratulations. You are a wind, breath, mud creature. And you can praise God with your voices and serve God with your whole bodies. Or you can remain motionless and be a stick in the mud. <laughs> to prepare for prayer, we'll sing the first stanza of a well-known hymn. And following your pastor's spoken words, we'll sing the last stanza to conclude our prayer as a community. Open our mouths that we may sing and tell of your truth. Open our minds that we may read and learn of your great love for us and for the world you created. As we continue with our worship, we lift up those among our church fellowship who are struggling at this hour. For Jean Washburn, we pray for your healing touch. 
walked very closely with Jean and Betty during this season. God, we know of others who are going through difficult seasons of health, and we also lift them up to you at this time. God, we pray for the needs in our local community, for those without basic necessities, that you would move, move us to respond with love and generosity. For those without peace in their lives and families, help us to boldly speak about your son Jesus and his desire to cast all our anxieties upon him. For our nation, we pray for our leaders, give them the ability and the courage to make the best decisions and not necessarily the most popular. For our missionaries here at home and throughout the world, we pray for provision, protection, and fruitful ministries. God, thank you for yet another opportunity to be together. Thank you for the gift of song, and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray.
This is when the sermon usually occurs. This morning, what are sometimes listed as message and song and scripture and message are intertwined with all God's people taking part. The phrase, a sacrifice of praise, comes from the letter to the Hebrews. The author of that letter has celebrated the coming of Christ as the incomparable priest and the unsurpassable sacrifice. Christ was seen as the fulfillment of various sacrificial practices that God's followers had practiced for centuries. In that light, a Christian sacrifice is committed in verses 15 and 16 of the book's last chapter. Through him, that is Jesus, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the lips, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. It would be easy to equate congregational singing with the sacrifice of praise, but I think that's too narrow a reading. We certainly shouldn't rule out singing, but we recognize our song is both a real thing, music made with the instruments God put within us, and a metaphor for the whole of life. The offering of lips, the doing of good, the sharing of what we have, these are the sacrifices, plural and thoroughly complementary, that please God. Noel Weaver suggests that corporate singing is one way of putting flesh on the word. And I'll say more about singing a bit later. People of faith, as well as psychologists and sociologists, know that singing is a strongly integrative activity, one that helps form whole persons and whole communities. It is a unique, if not quite universal, means of helping the word dwell in us and abide in us. Please take the new book and let me introduce you to Celebrating Grace. Please take the new book and let me introduce you to Celebrating Grace. And we'll make this Trinitarian worship. Please take the new book and let me introduce you to Celebrating Grace. It has many things in common with other hymnals. A hymnal at its best is a theological statement in a cultural context. Celebrating Grace is a work of Baptists affiliated with many different bodies and is aimed at serving a wide range of Baptist congregations in English singing North America. Its organization is distinctive as seen starting with the contents on page eight, and that's near the front with the page number in small Roman numerals. Its theological framework is more relational than propositional, building on the relationship that's stated many times in scripture. I will be your God, you shall be my people. Hymns that praise or teach about God are grouped under four headings, one for the Trinity and one for each person of the Trinity. Hymns about God's people are clustered according to three aspects of relationship with God and one another, as community, at worship, 
and on mission. This front of the book structure should assist Boiling Springs Baptist Church in nurturing community and worship and mission. This is where I would encourage you to begin to explore the book and discover how it may aid your own understanding and expression of faith. Worship planners work primarily from the back of the book. Several indices will help your leaders as they select hymns to give voice to the elements of corporate worship. These match the book's resources to scriptures and topics and ministry emphases. Now, there's certainly a role for music that someone else makes. It can inform us, it can entertain us, it can even edify us. But the worship that this book seeks to enable is the worship of discipleship. It's active, not passive. It's corporate, not solitary. It is for the health of Christ's body, not for the pleasing of some part of the body. The aim is that our songs, like our lives, echo the prayer that concludes Psalm 19. That biblical hymn recounts the awe inspired by God's creation and the goodness of God's guidance in Scripture. In response with the psalmist, we pray, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Words and meditation. Or as the first Corinthian letter applies this principle to prayer and song, spirit and understanding. Because we need formation as whole persons and as whole communities. Another useful model for congregational song is found in Matthew's gospel in one of Jesus' parables. Now, it doesn't say anything directly about what we should sing, but I think it gives wise guidance regarding many things. Every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. In the singing we do this morning and in what is chosen for you from week to week, there's great wisdom in bringing out treasures old and new. It typically takes a while for a new song to make its way into a hardbound hymnal, but the next hymn that we'll sing is an exception. The text was written for the publication of the Revised Standard Version of the Bible and it appeared for us in the 1956 Baptist hymnal, less than five years later. So you may remain seated, but I invite you to sing and say what we believe.
wanderer's journey from the shadows of the night, garner truth, sage, and prophet, guiding forward into light. Words and deeds of Christ our Master, pointing to the life and way, still still inspiring, mid the struggles of today.
songs about Christ are fundamental to the church's identity. I invite you to follow on the screens or at M248 as the choir sings the setting of a church that's way older than your congregation. Consider the words before you take part.
song is both its own activity and a metaphor. Well, my day job for 30-some years was being a voice teacher, so let me tell you some things I learned in that role. Singing expresses ideas and intentions. It includes the heart. Singing engages the depths of being. It involves the soul. Singing employs mental alertness and perception. It requires the mind. Singing exerts physical energy. It demands strength. Now, you've heard about heart and soul and mind and strength before. Jesus said loving God in these ways is the greatest commandment, and he paired that with the second one, love your neighbor. Singing is an act that allows the kind of total commitment of which Jesus spoke. And the singing we do in worship should be a demonstration of loving God with our whole selves. I invite you again to follow in the hymnal as the choir sings Fred Pratt Green's eloquent review of the long tradition of singing by God's people.
understanding of why we sing, we're ready to make some commitments. We dedicate books and we dedicate ourselves to the love and purposes of God, to the pattern and person of Jesus, to an active search for the leadership of the Spirit. As we read and sing, this congregation also welcomes other commitments. So Reverend McKinney will be at the front to greet you on behalf of this community that sings and serves. You'll find the litany of dedication on the insert in your worship God. We give you thanks, O oh God, for all that you have done for us. For all your gifts, O oh God, we offer our songs and ourselves. thanks for those who have shaped the thoughts and feelings of our faith into memorable words and music, that your word might be planted in our hearts and minds. gifts, O God, we offer our songs and ourselves. We give you thanks for those now singing before your throne and ask that our praise be the faithful example, be faithful to their example. For all your gifts of God, we offer our songs and ourselves. give you thanks for those who enable us to sing, for those who sing, collect, and edit, who select, rehearse, and lead, that we might have poetry and music to challenge us in hearing and responding to the challenges of your For all your gifts, O oh God, we offer our songs and ourselves.
give you thanks for old songs, enabling one generation to praise your name to another, and for new songs, helping us to answer the scriptural command. For the hymns that have served us in the past, for what they have caused us to hear and to express, and for these new hymns that offer us fresh avenues of praise and prayer. For all your gifts, O God, we offer our songs and ourselves. what we sing with our lips, we may believe in our hearts and show forth in our lives. Use our songs and ourselves that the great good news may be better known among us and more widely proclaimed to your world. To this end, we offer our songs and ourselves. give him a hand for being with us today. Thank you, Candy. Thank you, choir. And thank you, all of our instrumentalists, both members, both church family and guests. We thank you for being here with us this morning. Let me invite each of you as we leave uh, this morning to join us in our LEC for a Feed the Flock luncheon. This luncheon is open for everyone. We have plenty of food available for all. And uh, this is a lunch that will benefit the Guatemala mission team heading to Guatemala August the 4th through the 11th later this year. And so please come and be a part of the special luncheon. We would be delighted to have each and every one of you there at this time. Thank you for being here today. God bless you.